the the crowds grow, the prize money grow. I see the Olympia money going to a million dollars within the next 10 years. That's what I'm hoping for. If they can mm-hmm. grow it, that'd be cool. First place at the Olympia, 1 million bucks. That'd be cool. Yeah. You know? I don't actually care. It's not, I'm not going to win. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, liver. Look, look, so you, you get to the rest. It says you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> your fine part is what your voice. I can hear your voice yeah. say that you're fine. You're fine. Yeah, I can hear because that's actually something Dusty would say. You're fine. It's you know, funny. You complain about something, and he look at you and go, "You're fine." It's funny in our. Our environment because most people would be like a drinker wearing that shirt yeah you know what i mean well i was gonna ask is that off an alcohol website or a juice head website <laughs> you know it's an alcohol website I, I every time i wear it people come up to me they're like where did you get that and i'm yeah. like oh it's about halo but okay i mean whatever. Yeah. if you if you want to make it That's bud light fine. i guess it's fine yeah weird shut up Olivia. you're fine <laughs> yeah see i would love to wear shirts like that but i feel like i'm not big enough anymore like, if I used to be 300 pounds, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, where was that shirt back then? You know, I would have worn that. Yeah, you could totally time. rock that thing. Yeah. You know? I what do you mean, Ron? You're like I a was... health nut. Shirt's not even funny. Yeah. When I was younger, I had one that we used to sell at the store. It said anything it takes, or no, whatever it takes, but spelled out in syringes. And that was kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a write-up on the paper in that one because they were saying we were promoting drug use. And I was like, what? I don't know what you mean. Yeah, and, and we're also being funny. So, yeah. Relax. Yeah, I remember they, like, they had a big thing and they, they, they asked us for a comment. I was like, I don't care. Really? Leave huh. it. Thanks, thanks for the advertising. People came in and bought yeah. more. Like, yeah, nice my job. comment is they are available on the website for thirty-two ninety-nine. I just raised the prices thanks to this, but uh, let's move forward. Yeah. Whatever. My favorite classic shirt. The first, the first shirt that I remember being like a declaration of, of like hardcore bodybuilding was in the early nineties. There was a shirt that I can't remember if there was something on the front. I can't remember who put it out, but on the back, it said, die big, die young, Diana ball. (laughs) <laughs> that's great that's fantastic and that was like the first time i remember being like oh yeah okay there's a shirt for us yeah you gotta you, know? you gotta plug uh you, have you seen mike van wick shirts his are great yeah the, oh, the big coffin ones. crew i like the big yeah. coffin crew one that's funny there was another one back in the day it was um uh live big live strong leave a huge coffin or something like that i've seen and it that, had like yeah. a giant coffin on the back so i remember like the big coffin joke but it was it wasn't that same phrase he came up with like big the big coffin yeah. crew that's a good one yeah his are great though because he has like i love mike because he's like the anti what everyone else is right now <laughs> as far as like what he says he put up a what was it the other day that just made me laugh he oh he, he was talking about natural bodybuilders and, and he was so great because he goes this whole thing and he goes, the bottom line is you won't fucking commit to what you want. I don't want anybody to nail me on direct quoting, but that was right. more or less the title was, yeah, it was listen, funny. you won't commit to what you really want to do because you want to be fucking yeah. huge and you're doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. This is how it's done. 
It's pretty funny. Did you see? Did you see that he had Drake at the gym the other day? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was training with Drake. Yeah. So, I think everyone could figure out. Remember when he couldn't drop names? Yes. 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 Yeah. I think everyone kind of figured that out now. Everyone in Toronto already knew. But yeah, it's cool that he took Drake by the gym for a workout with uh, with everybody. You know, he's got Drake oh, on sure. his Instagram. Yeah. Because they know each other real well. Victoria is good friends no. with Alora, who does uh, all all of Mike's video work. Oh yeah! So he got to, she got to shoot Drake with that and do the workout stuff. So she was pumped, being somebody from the bodybuilding community who got to do mm-hmm. a video with Drake. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah. Okay. You know what I did? What'd you do? I made another cup of coffee. Good call, Not man. Boy. Good call. I don't know. Why I have I three like beverages currently. I have this. Ooh, I got white monster if I need, and then of course because I'm classy. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, I have a. I don't know which way this episode's water. gonna go. I'm ready. <laughs> right, you're ready. You, you, you're ready. You're ready to take it where it needs to go. Is there any Jack Daniels in the Coke can? <laughs> you never know. You never, never know. Okay, so remember, it's just bodybuilding. Like, share, subscribe, comment. And ring the bell. Ring the fucking bell. And remember, I am mutant.com. Very happy to support the show. Oh, I got the West Coast hat on. It's okay. West Coast Iron. Come and train. There you go. So, mutant, they support the show. I am mutant.com. Big Ron 20 or Dusty 20. Nice. There you go. For twenty percent, I had off. a I had a guy I had a guy bust my balls. By the way, I was super proud. I forgot to forward it to you. He he on my Q and A. He goes, so did your code not work in Canada then? And I was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Somebody on Team Ron got me back. It yeah, was yeah. great. It's good. I've noticed our codes are getting used more. I've been getting more of those notification emails. That's great. Saying like so and so use your code. So thank you to everyone who used my code in North America. I appreciate it. Dusty doesn't appreciate you. He expects <laughs> your loyalty and obedience. He's that type of guy. But I appreciate you. And um, I can't even fight you know, this. It's so great. My mom is now using your code. It's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to send your mom a Christmas card and she'll know where all that money was well spent. Yeah, all, all, all of you just wait for the Christmas cards from Ron and then you'll know yeah. who to use next year. Well, it's only 10 I'm people. I'm surely not fucking sending one to you. Um, I'm amazed. You know, I got a Christmas card like recently already and two things about it. One, already. Two, that people do that still. I'm fascinated. I was like, that is super nice. I'm never fucking doing this. But that was really nice of you. I threw it away, I but I mean, I did get it, and I was like, "Cool." And then you toss it. Just seems like I'm a lot terrible. Work. I'm terrible at any of that stuff, like Christmas cards, birthday stuff. I'm bad at buying presents. I just, I don't know. I'm bad at that stuff. I'm bad at events and holidays. It just doesn't. I don't cross allow my presents for Christmas. That's a friend rule. Don't do that. You have your own <laughs> shit to handle. If I wanted that thing, I would already have it. Let's not do that. Let's all save each other some work. Let's not do this. So I that's my rule. I'm my friends so, know. Yeah, I think I'm so hard <clears throat> to buy for that I I project that onto everyone else around me. I'm like, well, how can I buy something? Like, like I, there's nothing you could buy me. I'm so picky about everything and I want things a certain way and I don't want a bunch of stuff. And I'm just like, I think it's because I'm a certain way. I'm a, I'm difficult with presents. 
that I project that onto everyone else. And then I make it really difficult for myself to buy presents. I'm like, oh, I stress out about it and I don't know what to get. And it just seems so complicated. Yeah. Well, the closer How do you guys do gets. that in your house? How do you guys do that in your guys' house? <laughs> you have like a, you have like an amount you're allowed to spend or what do you do? Oh, like with Emily and I? Yeah, yeah, just you and Emily. Yeah. Oh, well, that's different because got you know. Victoria. No, but yeah, do you have I mean, like, I, do you set something up? The reason I ask is because, like, I don't need anything, like yeah, nothing. Yeah, I don't. And for example, the other day, I just found this out after the fact, but my my buddy Daniel was like, "Oh, you could get Dusty that cutter that they have that's the same as his lighter they have at the uh, cigar bar." And I walked in that day, and I, apparently they were just talking about. It. I went and got a stick, and I walked over. Oh, and I'll take that cutter. And she was like, "Motherfucker." And I'm like, what? She goes, I was going to get that for Christmas. I go, but I need it today. I didn't bring one. That's me. And I'm like, this is why I said, yeah. don't buy me anything. So I told her, the rule is this. If you must buy something, because she's obsessed with it, I'm like, you have $200. And she was like, okay, well, then you have $200. I'm like, no, fuck that. I need more. That's not enough. I have lots of things I need to get. You need lots of things. I need nothing. And right. I did a vote, and both of the daughters agreed that I can do whatever I want. So there we go. Okay. What's your guys' okay. rules? <clears throat> we don't really have any organize. I tell Emily, um, usually around, around now, I say to Emily with like a real exhausted, already annoyed tone, I'm like, so what are we doing for Christmas? I'll say something like that. And then she'll go, well, I guess I could use another pair, pair of Air Max 90s. And I say, what color are you looking for with that tone? And then she'll say, uh, like something that goes with everything. And then I'm like, okay, so like black or gray or blue or something. Right. And then um, I'll, I'll ask her if she needs a couple of other little things. And she'll kind of go, eh. And then I'll put them on the list. Like, it's really not a big deal. That's great. Good form. What about you guys, Scott? Yeah, we well, so we're newer at this still. We haven't had the level of experience that Ron and Emily have. No uh, one has. You know, Jesus. That said, that said I will say this, Victoria is not easy to buy for. But if you ask Victoria, she'll say, I'm easy to buy for. She's not easy right. to buy for. Yeah. So there is that, and that makes things complicated. Um, but we this year, since we are going to the Olympia, and that's on on my dime, basically. Uh, ah. that's kind of going to be the majority Your of Vegas the gift. daddy. Yeah. 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 And uh. last year it was that I got her a, the most expensive thing I ever bought in my life, which was her wedding ring. And she got that uh. like literally just leading into Christmas. So I've, right. I haven't had to really, uh, covered. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're covered. I still got her some stuff, you know what I mean? But it's like the, all the pressure was off and all the pressure will be off again. So we're going to, we're going to do some little things this year and, and leave it at that. I think. So, um, I'm taking Emily, I'm taking Emily to Vegas for the Olympia. Yeah. So that's nice. right before Christmas. And, uh, we got Wednesday night, you know, we're going a day early. I normally go Thursday, but we're nice. going to go Wednesday so that we can have like a nice date night. And that'll probably be, you know, part of our <clears throat> Christmas since it's like a week before. Yeah. So we'll go have some fun, but yeah, we're not huge on presents. Like, in fact, I think on my actual birthday this year, she didn't even get me a present. She just gave me a card because like we do so much other stuff together. Like, yeah, I get that. Just, yeah, we don't, just don't even do presents. And I don't even think I realized I didn't get a present until like two days after my birthday. I was like, oh, you didn't even give me a present. But the funny thing was, is like we take turns paying for dinner and we do all that stuff. And dinner is like a hundred bucks every time we go out. So it's like, 
we just don't care about that stuff. Yeah. yeah and she's, she knows me. She knows how, <clears throat> how into my things I am. Like I'm super into my guitars now and I'm super into my bike. She's like afraid to buy me something. Oh because yeah. It might not. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I rabbit hole. You guys know me. I rabbit hole. She can't just buy me a pedal. She'd have to buy I got like, you this. Like, yeah, like she knows that I would want, like, she needs I want the, the 1983 re edition, yeah, re release. Like, that's the one I'm getting. And if the you get anything other link. than that, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, links. That sort of stuff. I yeah. think that that's the key. I that's what I do with the girls. I'm like, send yeah. links. I don't want to hear about it. Just send them directly to me. Fill an yeah. Amazon cart, send me the cart. Thanks. There you go. You don't need surprises. You want to know that you're getting the right shit. Yeah. You get plenty of surprises from life on its own. (laughs) Exactly. Trust me. Trust me. When you thought that was a fart and it wasn't, that was a fucking surprise. So moving on. (laughs) I'm happy to know that I didn't get too much. I didn't get too much grief for the story about the fact I, you know, had a few sharts in the gym over the years. People expected it. People were like, fine. They were like, with it. yeah, they were totally we, we assumed he probably did right that. By. We're like, yeah, I saw you leg press back in the day. I thought you were shitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought for sure it was a messier one, to be honest. I'm yeah, shocked. I thought, yeah. Bit. People were, were amazed it wasn't worse. I think nothing beats Jay Cutler's story, though, where he shit his pants driving his Lexus. Oh, God. You heard that story? It's like amazing. <laughs> no, you can tell it. I don't think I don't. have. No. Well, it's, it's on the you Mark tell Bell it better podcast. than Jay, anyways. Well, no, I don't want to ruin it, but he was like getting ready for the Olympia. And he said he was eating a bunch of this muesli cereal. There was like this granola muesli type cereal that fit them, you know, fit the carbs just right. And it was like he was eating a lot of it instead of his oatmeal. Yeah. And um, he said he was driving home from the gym one day in Vegas and he was like starting his stomach was just not feeling good. Like I think he even said he cut his workout a little short because he wasn't sure what was going on. And he was like driving home. And then all of a sudden he was in that like emergency where you're like, I need to shit. And he was sitting at a red light and he was like, oh my God, should I pull into like a re- like a fast food joint? Or should I like, am I going to make it? Like he was having that, do I have to pull off the road? And then he just, he just couldn't. And it just, his guts just pushed and he just oh. shit. He said, oh. he said he went, he said he went up in his seat. <sighs> he said it raised him in his seat. He shit so much that he got higher. Like he got hot, taller in his seat. There was oh so God. much shit in his pants. Oh my God. Yeah. He said it was terrible. He just drove home and he said he had to get the fucking car clean. Like, you know, if you throw the seat out, like what do you have to do? It was like his Lexus too, like nice car. He said yeah. he just threw everything away. Yeah, just burn the car. He actually car, sold shoes. the car immediately. <laughs> yeah, Shoot, you try to throw your shoes away. Like you can't even get out of the car. Like everything's going to be wrecked. Right, as soon as you put your feet on the ground and stand up, those shoes are covered in shit. Yeah, hopefully you could pull up straight into the garage. Shoes off in the car. Yeah, and I would have done like a rollout, just a rollout. And know? hopefully, like in the garage where you didn't have to. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, you want the neighbors to watch? No, <laughs> they don't. Dude, my neighbors be about that. to watch my naked ass in the driveway because I'd be taking that shit off right there. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck, dude. This is not coming into the fucking house. I'm spraying this shit off later, or hoping for a storm. Yeah, <laughs> he said. He said when he's driving home, he just kept thinking, "I fucking Jay Cutler," like. I can't believe this happened to me. Like, <laughs> like, what do I do with this information? You know, you you take it directly to a podcast, like any right. good man would. <laughs> they told it to Mark Bell. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Well, the good news is, is not many people watch that show at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah, nobody else knows. <laughs> Everyone other than me and Scott is like, oh, yeah, we heard this. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. Good That's story. Good story. Yeah. Good story. Yeah. Wow. I have yeah. no idea how we got there, but moving forward. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. There we go. Okay, we're good. <laughs> okay. So what's the plan for today's show? Well, Scott has more questions. I don't have more YouTube questions. I don't. No, I have I have one overrated, underrated. It was oh, directed at me. And I oh, did beautiful. have um, a news story that I saw that I wanted to let's bring. Let's do the, the news story. This yeah, is I wanted it. The I news story. This. Yeah, I wanted to bring attention to this for Ron and ask him some some questions here. Let's see here. I'm just going to see if you guys let me know if you guys can hear this. You robbed a gym. Can you hear that? But yeah. shoot, she was just addicted to the games, you know? Yeah, now she's in jail. A woman was caught breaking into a smash fitness with the evidence still in her hands. Cape Coral police say they arrested Tracy O'Million after they found her inside the gym wearing a smash fitness shirt. ABC 7's Hope Salmon is getting us more on what happened during her arrest that landed her with another charge. I don't know who would think of doing that. Protein bars and protein shakes landed this woman, Tracy O'Million, behind bars on Saturday. Doesn't make sense. First time I hear about someone stealing, you know, protein at the gym. Cape Coral police say she broke into Smash Fitness and started eating and wearing their merchandise. Alarms inside and out of the gym were going off around 3 in the morning. From outside, officers could see O'Million rummaging through stuff on the counter. And get this, when they knocked She's on the hungry. door, she let them inside. And she was wearing a Smash Fitness sweater. When officers got inside, they found a half-eaten protein bar scattered across the counter and an open protein shake. You robbed the gym. But, shoot, she was just addicted to the games, you know? When the officers asked so what she was doing, <laughs> she said she was cold and hungry. I don't, I don't even know what to think about it. I, I wanted to ask Ron about this. Oh, we got to stop this. Yeah, I wanted to ask Ron about this. In your professional opinion, you're a gym owner. Uh, how do you handle things like this when they happen? When you guys Which have... happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, It's so strange. I'm wondering what her mental process is oh. like how fucked up is this person there was a thing at the end where i think they found a pipe in her purse with some meth oh in it. big well, ma there we go yeah. okay so yeah how that coming. there's yeah how did i know that there was more to the the rational meth. approach yeah a little bit of meth but by the way i've been told by multiple police that the worst possible neighbor to have is a meth head. Huh. They're like alcoholics. They yell, they scream at their wives. They can be jerks. They can, you know, leave their garbage out on the wrong day. Stuff yeah. like that. Um, Coke heads, they spend their money really poorly. And sometimes they have loud, loud people over. He said, heroin addicts usually only live in terrible neighborhoods. So they're not real common to have a heroin addict neighbor. But meth head, a lot of cops have told me it only takes one meth head in an apartment building to make everybody's lives a living huh. hell. They don't sleep. And they're real busy. They make the most irrational decisions yeah. of all the drug addicts. Like they're way off the chain. Like they're just complete short circuiting of their logic and bad decisions are just the most prominent and frequent. So they're a problem for everybody. So it's no surprise that they find a, you know, a little meth pipe in her purse. 
I just needed a bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've all been there. <clears throat> We've all been there. Yeah. Where you needed that protein bar. You're going hypo. Next thing you know, you're breaking into Smash Fitness. I would have just left with a, a couple of- on the counter and been like, yeah. I owe you guys tomorrow. Put that on my account. Sorry about the window and yeah. thanks for the lean body. Yeah, you know we've we've dealt with some strange we've dealt with some strange stuff at the gym. Like the uh, you know we dealt with like one guy one time. We had one guy that like stole some bars off the counter, and it was like right on camera. Huh. And we're like, what are you thinking? And like, we just told him to go. You know, we didn't like call the cops on him. We just ended his membership. Like, so he was a member. Yeah, like- this is weird. He was a weird guy though. Like when he signed up, he was weird. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. like oh, I got this new guy. We got to keep an eye on him. And like within days, he like stole bars off the counter. Like, okay, you gotta go. Okay, you know, so okay. just kind of weird. The odd weird person like that. People don't realize like we have cameras everywhere, you know. But our our gym is awesome. Like we don't have stuff doesn't get stolen. I left my wallet. How's this? I had five hundred dollars cash, and it was in my wallet. And I left my wallet on top of the cubbies in the middle of the gym. And I left it there all day from like 10 a.m. all day. And then when I went to go back to the gym at 5 p.m. to train, I was like, where the fuck's my wallet? I'm like, where the fuck is my wallet? So I'm like, oh, it must be in my truck. I get downstairs. I look at my truck. It's not my truck. I'm like, oh, shit. holy fuck. Where the fuck did I leave it? It better be in the office at the gym. I drive to the gym. I go and I look in the office. I'm like, my fucking wallet's not around. It's like five o'clock. Gym's packed. It's been packed all day. Yeah. I, I walk into the gym and it's sitting right there on the cubby. Damn. They're just sitting there all fucking day. Well, two things. It is Canada, number one. And number two, that's Canadian money. So that's like about 1150. <laughs> I didn't even have to say it. Ron, like, I got nothing. Can't go anywhere really with that. Jump. Yeah. What are you going to do with that exactly? You still got to steal the lean body if you want to have it. Um, you still got to steal the lean body. <laughs> Oh yeah. shit, that's good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, now okay. we know what Ron would do in that scenario. Yeah. Would you allow her to keep the shirt that she was wearing? <laughs> or she or would to sell you it? Sell that. <laughs> I don't know. I might think. Race. Yeah. I might make her a deal. Like, hey, you're high on meth. Yeah. So why don't we make use of this? Here's a mop. <laughs> And a bucket, and you could just go to town. Just let's get the whole gym mopped. Let's get the bathrooms yeah. mopped and the showers cleaned, and we can maybe call this even. Yeah, work your dead off. That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, like if she didn't yeah. break the window or anything, it seems fair enough to me. I mean, think it would cost that what seventeen thousand square feet to clean that. Yeah, I believe in handling things. I, Dusty, I wish we could handle more things without the police. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. you a hundred, a hundred. Mm-hmm. Where did that guy go? I don't know. I don't Weird. know where that guy went. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Okay. Happens, but man, the, the floors are clean. Yeah, um, yeah the floors are clean. It only took him 20 went. minutes. He's on meth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Mop's got a burn in it now, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any any more? What do we got to do? More more questions? Do we have any? No, Dusty. he doesn't have any more questions. Yeah, I have Dusty has a bunch. But we're saving Dusty. on the over and under. Okay, so okay. D- Dusty, I have. I got to have Ron off later. Okay, good. You, 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 uh, you're quite the uh, cigar smoking uh, question answer man on your Instagram. I saw that. You're too. like you're turning into like the um, kind of mob boss of bodybuilding with the of cigar Q and A's. The mob yeah, boss like of Q and A's. You're like puff puff. 
And then you're like, well, let me tell you something about life, kids. <laughs> you know? That's about how some of yesterday's were, too. I was like, ooh, you know? these are solid. I got great questions yesterday that I enjoyed answering. Okay. I like when I share get like, some, solid questions. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because um, I think it's, it's, uh, it's good to see. Like I had a variety of questions yesterday too, with like people asking about hockey games and you know that kind of stuff, which I thought was cool. I oh, had here was some a good one too. This Go was a good one on the over and under, which I'm just going to toss in because I'd like your guys' take. Over or underrated finisher movements? Oh, okay. Well, overrated. I'll go with underrated wow. on that. Scott just wants to be a dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Screw you. Exactly. Fucking American. I like them. I like them. I, I like them. Why? I like them. I like a lot of stuff that's not necessary. <laughs> right? Exactly. There's a lot of stuff I really like that isn't necessary. But I don't know. I, I think, you know, you, you let's be honest, the fi- the 500 pound stiff leg deadlifts and the full stack leg curls <laughs> are probably <laughs> what, did what are going to make your hamstrings big and freaky. The lying dumbbell leg curls with the 45 pound dumbbell that are really awkward and difficult, even though it's a tiny load for your hamstrings to actually exert against are probably they're difficult when you feel them. But they're probably not the the key to the workout. The 500-pound stiff leg deadlifts and the full stack lying leg curls are probably, probably doing the most. What about you, work. Scott? If I may approach the bench. <laughs> That's what I felt like we were going to, you know, Proceed. we got our sides. If I may <laughs> grab the 30-pound dumbbell yeah. and show you something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think this, and this goes back to the other episode we've done uh, about uh, intensity. I don't think that everybody is doing the full stack. I think that there is a lot of top set, back off set that's going on right now where they really could have used another set. And I think that if you were to have that finishing exercise – which may be more, you might need a little more volume. I do think that. I do think that there are people out there, a lot of people that need more volume than they realize because they have yet to figure out what actually really getting everything you can out of those meat and potatoes exercises are. That said, first thing I would drop out of a workout if I needed to drop something out for time would be that finishing move. And you'd probably be just as fine without it, you know? Maybe even better. Maybe be too much volume if you're already doing everything you need to begin with. I would also add that there are times where I might see the person train and the finishing move is actually the only movement that they perform correctly. Huh. Because they're not thinking about weight. Oh, yeah. They, they're like, they're training too heavy on the incline dumbbell press. They're training too heavy on the plate loaded machine. They're training too heavy on, you know, the third movement that they're doing. Yeah. And then they go to the finisher and they're like, oh, this is, you know, just for pump or whatever. They, they, they change their mindset for it. And all of a sudden their execution is like perfect. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, just do more of that but yeah. on the other stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there's a little bit of that too. So sometimes it's the best movement that they perform because they're not thinking the same way. They're thinking of it as a finisher. So it's kind yeah. of a funny, like sort of, you know, d- like double negative kind of thing. Yeah. 
What about you, right. Dusty? Uh, I weighed in yesterday on the page, but I, for me it was simple. I think that they're drastically overrated because <clears throat> if you're training correctly, you're already finished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there like, is. There that. is no like finisher. Like you know, it's like I, I always looked at it that way. Like if I need to go do a finisher, then I didn't do the 500 pound deadlifts or rows or whatever the fuck it was to the highest of my ability. You yeah. know, and I really think that that was the big thing because. I think when I when I look back at volume training in general, and again, obviously we've covered a million times, a lot of people don't know they're not training hard enough. But for most people, they don't realize that part of the reason they're not training hard enough is they know they have 17 sets left to do. So they're saving some knowing that they have 17 sets left to do. <clears throat> when I used to get into this gym and I knew like, I have five working sets. If I waste one of these, 20% of this workout is garbage. Yeah, that really did help get the mind locked in before I grabbed the bar for any set, you know, so that's that. Okay, Ron, share some questions. We're not going straight over under yet. It's not time. It's not time to I understand. release Ron. <laughs> Unleash, release. Oh, what happened? He's, he's muted. You're muted. Uh-oh. Uh oh, we lost. Muted. There we go. There we go. There you go. Good. Buttery still too. Good. What mm. do the next ten years look like in the gym industry and the <laughs> bodybuilding industry? What do the next ten years look like? Oof. You want me to go? Because I have like a million answers. Yeah. Go, Dusty. What do you think? <laughs> this is where we trigger Dusty. Oh man. Okay. Actually, I have a small. I have a small trigger. I do in this one. <clears throat> so I saw a shared post of an interview that um, Sandy, I don't know what her current last name is anymore, <laughs> Williamson, Renali, um, whatever, but like the head judge, Sandy, <laughs> um, was being interviewed on one of the shows and she talked about that she was really, she was fucking Ronned, if you will, <clears throat> huh. aka off the hinges of a Canadian because a bikini girl won her show and threw up a front double bicep. Really? And really, that was Sandy? just, it was terrible. And then she listed another time that it happened. And it was just like, you girls need to remember what you're doing. And I was just like, fuck and you. But she Get wasn't even competing. Goddamn, she, she had just won. Yeah. It was done. Like, I just think that the, for me, and, and this is going to probably get me roasted, but if they don't like calm the fuck down on their control. Yeah. Bodybuilding will disappear hmm. because so many people, it's like, do you really want to look like their new finished version? Do you really want to do that whole song and dance and be told what you can and can't do to do all this shit? And then when you win, you're told how to celebrate? Yeah, it's like getting penalized for spiking the ball, you know? Yeah, it's it's just one of those things where it's like the control is too far. Like, girl, she just proved she is better than everyone else in the show. You voted her that. Yeah. And now you're not okay. Yeah. I mean, what's next? Are we are we going to discuss what they eat after the show? You really shouldn't have had two slices of cheesecake and post on your Instagram. It's really bad for the up and comers. Yeah. Oh, yeah well, is she not allowed to do a dance? Right. Is she not allowed to play air guitar while they bring her trophy out? <laughs> that would be. You know, I would like love to see some air guitar. Play some air guitar and wait for them to bring my overall trophy out. You know, 
Like, yeah. what do you not like? What do you mean you're not allowed to hit a front double? You just a, it's over. The quad stomp and a trap over most yeah. muscular, and then point at Jake Cutler shit. in the front row and yeah. give him a thumbs up. <laughs> Slap yeah. the thigh before yeah. you hit the most muscular. Yeah. Branch. And then they bring the you microphone out. And they bring the microphone out and they say, you know, how does this feel to win? And they they could say, you know, I just won the bikini championship, and I want to thank my idol Jay Cutler. Yeah. For motivating me to get to the gym. Here's one for you, buddy, and hit a front double for him. What are they yeah. going to fucking do? Maybe one of these. Oh, my God. You don't <laughs> want to make it entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So I remember um, way back in the day um, when uh, Alicia Coates did the Arnold one year, like years out, she she hit a front double like it was, it was right when she got her um, her number. And it blew up everywhere. People were like posting everywhere. They all thought it was the cutest thing and all this shit. And I'm like, and now we're like telling girls how to celebrate. And I was just like, huh, yeah. you got to relax. I mean, it, it's just gone too far. So to me, I hope Body Link continues to crank. But I do really think there has to be some form of like thought process of where the lines are drawn on how much control we have to have. Because, you know, I saw that and I literally was like, if I was coming up and I was thinking about getting into the sport, I'd be like, do I want to do this? Like this lady thinks she has that much control over me. Like it's not like she right. tore a top off or something wacky. Like, yeah, it's like she it's still the very audience. much in the sport and she was having fun. Like God forbid she had some fun after winning. Yeah. So anyways, there's my rant and uh, sorry, Sandy, you'll never hear this and you sure as shit don't care about me, but there it is. Pipe the fuck down. Moving forward. <laughs> <clears throat> so what does the next 10 years look like what do you think scott what's going to happen in the next 10 years and it's interesting because when we've talked about ronnie being the greatest and some of the younger guys who didn't quite see it i think a lot of it had to do with his quote-unquote gut you know because back then everybody had bigger midsections it wasn't something that we worked on controlling the way that we do now and it's interesting the way that that era of bodybuilding is seen by some of the younger guys who haven't seen the evolution to what it is today. Um, I think that it's going to continue in the next 10 years to evolve in, in this, like this small waste package and continue to get bigger. But I think it's eventually going to, will it be in 10 years from now that we get back to the crazy mass? I don't know. But you can only get so big before that stomach starts to blow out again. And uh, I'll be yeah. curious to see what happens in that direction. But yeah, people, I think, really look down on some of the bodybuilders from 20 years ago saying that, you know, their guts were out of control. But back then it was a different thing. And you, you have to understand, looking back at it, our perspectives were completely different at the time, too. Yeah, you know? our perspective was that we wanted it as out of control as possible because we wanted the muscle mass to yeah. just be as maximal as as you could possibly get and we were we didn't and we were willing to like let other stuff go yep for more muscle like that was the look right so the context of the time obviously but also two people that say oh ronnie had a gut i'm like well yeah but have you seen his front double from like 98 99 2000 like have you seen like his front double when like you know come on now you know, it got bigger as he got giant. Yeah, seems like Branch. He still had he still had like a crazy V taper in the front lat spread and all that shit. You know, so there's just a certain amount we were willing to put up with. Yep. But mm -hmm. 
I think in the next 10 years, we're going to see, I, I think like we're going to see certain trends, like the body, the guys that are small bodybuilders who think that they should do classic, they're going to get more weeded out. Yeah. Because classic will continue to be dominated by guys who are actually classic that have very light skeletons with good structure because the guys that dominate classic, let's be honest, the guys that dominate classic all look way bigger than they are. That's, that's what makes classic. Okay. uh, You have to be 200, you have to be 230 pounds at six foot one and you have to look like you're 255. Okay. Well that's Bumstead and no one else. Yeah. So he gets to be champion. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how many six foot one guys are 230 and look 255, you know? So that's what classic is. You know, you're, you're five, seven and you, you are 180, but you look 205. Yeah, Terrence Ruffin. Right. Terrence Ruffin. Like, you know, like classic, classic. And we have right now, you know, you look at a typical regional bodybuilding show, there'll be like two middleweight bodybuilders. And then there's like 20 guys in classic yeah. in that height mm-hmm. class. And most of them are just bodybuilders who aren't big enough yet, and they're not actually classic. And I think that that's eventually going to correct itself. Hmm. We're going to see the guys that finally realize they're not built for classic are going to go back to bodybuilding. And if they really love it, they'll try to get bigger. But, um, you know, next 10 years, I mean, the industry is probably going to be, you know, more based on social media than it is Hmm. even more so i think that's just going to continue to progress um you know all that sort of stuff but you know the champions will still be the most gifted and i'd I'd like to see it grow i'd like to see the 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 crowds grow the prize money grow i see the olympia money going to a million dollars within the next 10 years that's what i'm hoping for if they can Mm -hmm. grow it that'd be cool first place at the olympia one million bucks That'd be cool. Yeah. You know? I don't actually care. It's not, I'm not going to win. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's not a thing. That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What ne- next question? Hit, hit us with one. Oh, jeez. You fired me up. I was, I was just waiting over here. Okay. I got, I got, I got one. It's way off, way off, and I didn't answer this one. <clears throat> I'm dealing with jealousy due to insecurity I have from past girlfriends. Ooh. Help. I just felt like Ron had infinite wisdom in this, not because he has ever had a part of insecurity, but maybe he could help someone not be insecure. I don't know Go what wise to say. One. Nope, I already said you have to do it. It's only you. I don't know. I'm terrible at relationship <laughs> advice. <clears throat> I'm always so shocked when people ask me. That's why it's so fun. Yeah. In, insecurity due to a previous relationship. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to just try to chill the fuck out and give the person you're with space and credit to be a good, decent human being. You know? You can't assign traits to them that are just because of your ex. You know what I mean? You can't, there are people out there that are very trustworthy and very loyal and aren't trying to bang 10 other people on Instagram. And you just got to give them, just got to give them the credit 
to be that person and 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 remember that your insecurities are your problem and not their problem. You know what I mean? So that's my advice, I guess. It's good you know, advice. Don't project, don't project other people's problems onto this new person because it's totally unfair. And until you actually have a reason to think there's like, you know what I mean? You have to just try to try to get past it or you'll never be happy with anybody because you'll always be projecting all these negative bullshit things that they haven't even done yet. You know, you wouldn't want to be convicted of something without, you know, having done anything. So you can't do that to them constantly worrying about every little thing just because your last ex was, you know, a bit a of whore. a skank on Instagram or a complete whore. <laughs> also, hopefully you, know. you, you, you picked better this time too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like did you pick the same person? If you pick yeah. the same person, that's your fault, you know, but you'll learn eventually. But yeah, this insecurity is your problem, not their problem. Just remember that. That's good advice. That's fantastic. See, I knew you had it in you, Ron. Come on. Guy's been in well, a relationship for like 72 years. Obviously, he knows what he's doing. We're over 10 years now. We don't have an anniversary, though. That's a weird thing. Okay, you like, don't need one. Yeah. It's a new calendar year. New calendar year. Yeah, we just go by the I have calendar known, year. I have known Emily since she was in her 20s. Yeah, it's bizarre, hey? Right? And she's mm. known me since I was in my 30s, which I guess was only like a year ago. But still, seems crazy <laughs> to think. Holy cow. And she's yeah. always been one of the greatest smart asses on the planet. So I'm really glad she's around. Anyways, moving forward. Yeah, funny, <clears throat> funny, funny. <laughs> I thought I thought that Ron slayed that. What do you think, Scott? I put him on I spot. Agree. I was like, fuck it, we're going yeah. relationship. It was good. It was good. And it was very yeah, it was solid oh. advice. It was, I, I like that. I have I, another I, question I, for Ron. Son of a okay. bitch. And you and this is great. I can't believe I forgot this one. When did you first join Mutant, and what was your initial feeling slash experience? It's a great question. It was 2011, and I was at the BCs, which is a provincial show here in BC. I'd come out from Edmonton to give out trophies, I think. And no, I had a client. I had a couple clients. And I was backstage, and Ryan, who was the marketing manager of Mutant at the time, he came up to me backstage. And he was like, hey, I'm wondering if you're interested in being a part of the mutant brand. You know, we're looking for a big Canadian super heavyweight at a high level that can represent the brand. You know, we're mutants. So we're looking for a really big guy. And, you know, you know, everyone and you've been around a long time. And, you know, we're wondering if you're interested. And um, I said, well, I'm not competing this year because my knee is really sore. So I'm actually taking the year off competing. And I thought that he just wouldn't be interested. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I thought this was like, you know, because I was like, oh, I'm not competing this year. So I'm not really like, you know, yeah. I don't want to sponsor me. And he goes, oh, good. You'll be very useful. Huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I go, well, if you're interested in signing a guy who's not competing this year, here's my email. <laughs> right. And uh, it was very clear that. Ryan didn't totally give much of a fuck about, you know, he knew I was going to compete again at some point, but it wasn't the most important thing. He had all these other ideas. Yeah. And then shortly after he signed me, you know, I started getting my box of stuff every month. And then he flew me out here to shoot some video. And we shot like some, a couple workout videos at the gym. And, um, 
as soon as we were done with that trip, he sent me an email. He's like, we got to start giving you some money. You're really great to work with. That's cool. Like this is worth, this is worth some money. So I started getting uh-huh. a check every month, pretty much like within a few months. So I already had signed a year contract and they, they added money to it. They didn't wait the year. Right. That's amazing. You know what I mean? They were like, Hey, fuck this. That you're very, very easy to work with. You're, you know, that sort of stuff. And they just added some money. So I think, I think I was getting like, I can't remember what I was getting. I don't want to misspeak, but I mean, this was also 10 years ago. So, but I was getting like, I think it was like 500 bucks a month. Uh-huh. And I was an amateur. So that was like awesome. Huge. And then I remember Ryan called me like, this was months into it. He called me and he's like, hey, have you ever heard of Rich Piana? And I go, yeah, he won the California in like 99. He lives in LA. He's big and huge and he's got forearm tattoos, but I don't know what he's up to. And he goes, ah, we're talking to him right now. He's got lots of tattoos now. <laughs> and he, and he, I'm going to send you some pictures. And that's how that whole thing started. So... But yeah, 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 good. It was good times. That was perfect. See, I didn't even know that full story, believe it or not, Scott. No kidding. I'm surprised. But that, that is a good story. What was it, Ron, that you got back and they said, hey, we got to start giving you some money. Why Why did they say that to you? What was it about? I think, it, I think it was because they point a camera at me and I was like, well, I should do this. I should say this. This would be better. Oh, okay. I wouldn't do it from this angle. I would do it from that angle. Yeah. And let's move this bench here because the light's better here. And like that sort of stuff was what I was bringing to the shoots. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, they were kind of guerrilla shooting, right? Like they, they weren't <laughs> big budgeting anything. You know what I mean? So that sort of stuff is helpful when you're, when you're, you know, if you're on a super high crazy budget and you have like all the most experienced videographers or photographers in place and they have lights and the, the gym is shut down and you're shooting in a private uh-huh. gym and you know, then you don't have to bring much to the shoot. Uh-huh. You just show up. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. when they're like, Hey, like we want to shoot a chest workout. And it's up to you. You look around the gym and you're like, wow, this will look good. This will look good. This will look good. Let's do these exercises. And mm-hmm. and then also just speaking on camera, doing things in one take, not yeah. taking yep. 20 takes to say your, your little bit. I think that all just kind of added up. And Ryan was like, oh, there's like an efficiency here that's worth a bit of money. I yeah. gotcha. You know what I mean? Because time is money. So in Ryan's mind, he's like, oh, if you save us time, then we give you money. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. People should know, too, that. You know, I mean, because you you guys always give me credit with the podcast and putting it all together, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate that you guys see that, but I I have to say too that this podcast was Ron's idea. That you you have a good mind for for communicating is really what it comes down to. You're a very good communicator, and you knew what you wanted to do. And we had talked about it. You're like, if we were going to do a podcast, you wanted your co-host to be somebody like Dusty. And there's, you know, you had reasons why that would work. And 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 you, you know, you you intuitively knew how to put this together. So you have, I give you the credit for that. Well, I appreciate that. I I think what it is is I maybe intuitively know what I'll be happy doing. Huh, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And that's really the bottom line because if I'm not happy doing it, then it can't last more than a few months. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's great if I'm not happy uh-huh. doing it. You know what I mean? Like if, if you do a different kind, like if I was trying to set up the type of podcast that might get the most views, yeah, I might have thought differently, but then I wouldn't have wanted to do it that long because I would have been like, oh God, I hate saying this bullshit and this guy I'm doing the show with annoys me and all that stuff. <laughs> So yeah, I just, it comes down to just like, what do you want to do? 
Like you're stuck doing this now. And if it's, if there's enough people watching it, you're going to be stuck doing it for three years or whatever. That right? comes through. <laughs> that comes through probably here. It's harder for me to see here because I'm part of it, but at Mutant and I knew you doing stuff with Mutant long before we knew each other. I can say that that came through that you, you were true to yourself with that content and that right. you loved what you were doing, that it was legit. Yeah. And I think that that in itself sells really well. You know what I mean? Like that connects to people. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. You know, it does again, just, you know, like I think a lot of people now, especially younger people um, are trapped in, you know, there's a lot of questions they're asking themselves with every decision they make. Yeah. Right. They're thinking of their views and their subscribers and their, yeah. their, their, and, and how will, you know, how will this be perceived and how will this be? And I just, I guess I just don't have, I don't have any interest in thinking about any of that stuff. I just, I can't handle it. Yeah. Like I mm -hmm. applaud you that you can keep that many variables in your decision-making process. But I just literally am like, can I do this long-term? Am I going to hate this? Because I can't do anything I just don't like doing. Right. You know? And that's <laughs> yeah. it. And then, like, you try to make that as successful as you can make it so that it's worth your time. Yeah. You yep. know? I don't know. No, nope, I agree. And that's, I think, essentially, Scott, that's, by the time I got on with Mutant, which was seven years ago now, yeah. I think a lot of their experience with Ron, specifically, but then also other athletes, came to the table when we sat down. Ron and I actually, I reached out to Ron directly when I wanted to meet with him and just said, hey, you know, you already know who I am, but here's a little more formal what I do. What do you think? And he took it to them. But what was cool was once I, you know, they sent me all the product and they said, okay, let's fly you up here. Um, I flew up to Vancouver and the very first thing I was told when I got there was, hey, there's no pressure here. So we just want you to see the operation, what we do. And there is a contract, but if you don't want to sign it, don't worry about the trip. Like this was all part of you deciding if you even like this, you know, which was really cool. And then as I sat down and talked with the owner, when I talked with Ryan and then uh, now George as well, that's with them, they really broke it down that they were like, and I think this part came from Ron's experience with them was, or their experience with Ron was don't say anything that you don't think. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Hmm. We're never going to say Dusty said this and you're going to put your signature under it or anything like that. And that played enormously because I don't know how to do it any other way. You know, yeah. so it does fit very well. And like you said, so when, when people say, oh, they, that company seems legit, it's because that's literally how they approach it with every single athlete they have. They're like, and if you don't fit them, they just don't talk to you. Hmm. You know, so it's it's not even a, like they have a pretty good idea when they bring someone in. Like when we essentially brought Jamie to the table, it was already like this is a guy for the team. Trust us. Yeah. And so they made it happen, you know, and Sean, we had wanted on for years. Yeah. And finally got him. And it was the same thing. It was like when when, when we all came together in, in, in Vegas for the first time, you could feel it. Like it was very just comfortable. Everyone flowed together. Everyone got along. And I think that that when I talk about the experience and the question, that's been it. It's, it's a very trite and bullshit saying that people do. Oh, it's like a family. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. not. You said that about the last seven companies you were with. No, it isn't. But in this case, the reason I can say with experience that it is, is I was gone for a year and didn't stop communicating with anyone in the company. Yeah. 
So there was never a slowdown. There was still touch and base. You know, no one unfollowed me or anything like that. And that's the difference is it wasn't like, oh, okay, well, now there's no contract. I mean, you can't help us or they can't help me. Fuck off. You yeah. know, so definitely uh, a, an experience that I think that most will never know in the industry for hmm. sure. Hmm. Dusty 20 yeah. is a better code. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, your turn for question. Do you need to go out, Don? Yeah. Regulate? Okay. Okay. What's your what What's a typical amount of protein that you take in on an average meal as a bodybuilder? I take in like you, seventy. Okay, and so, so I you I eat ten I, ounces of protein every single time I eat. So, how many meals a day is this now? Now, like four. Okay, so seventy times. Four. It used to be six or seven. Now it's four. I committed to doing five a week uh, for the next month, just because I want to see what will happen. But yeah, okay. it's been like four. Weeks so you're taking in like, that. you know, two hundred and eighty to three hundred and fifty grams of protein a day. Yep. Okay. What about you, Scott? Fifty. Fifty over. If I'm if I'm really plugged in with everything, fifty over six, and that would be possibly two shakes, possibly so three hundred a shake. day. About that, yeah. Yeah. And what's your body weight? Uh, 215. Okay. So you're about a gram, just under a gram and a half per meal per pound. That seems to be a good spot for me. And when I would, when I was heavier and pushing up more, I would push that up higher too. Right. How about you? Mine is about, mine would be 50 to 70 per meal. And I have four to five meals a day. So I would say I average between 250 and 300 grams of protein a day. And my body weight's under 250 now, right? It's like 245. So I'm getting at least a gram, sometimes even upwards of a gram and a you know third per pound body weight. Yeah. And it's not quite even. Like I'll have, you know, there'll be the odd meal is just a 50 gram shake. But then there might be a meal where I have like, 70 grams of protein from turkey like 10 ounces of turkey you know what i mean yeah so i might have more protein one meal but i just make sure i get at least 50 at a meal and i have four to five meals a day and everything just keeps trucking along and i'm just maintaining my strength and size and you know recovering well and you know i just had a chest day yesterday and i always look at my opening chest exercise is always like a real marker for the week. You know what I mean? Like that opening chest exercise, because I was never a great presser and I have something that's kind of wrong with my one tricep. So if that's acting up on me, then my strength will be lower. And if it's firing well, my strength will be higher. So I, you know, I do my neck stretches and my shoulder stuff. And, you know, yesterday I think I actually gained a rep on my opening movement. So it like motivates me to keep up with the neck stretches and my mobility stuff with my shoulder and try to keep healthy. And, and I think that as long as I'm recovering, and like I said, I th- feel like I gained a rep on that opening movement, then I know my protein intake is high enough, you know? So I'm, you know, I'm pretty flexible, but I've got like these guidelines that I stay in. Did I make you guys fall asleep? What's going on? Super quiet. I had I, I had muted because uh, Donna had to go out and regulate. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you were so quiet. I thought you were dead. Yeah, Donna yeah. was pissed, and she started growling. And you do not want to hear that ferocity. It, I, mean, I was just is. listening intently. 
Okay. Yeah. Learning. The I've secrets. got one. I got another more. I got an, I got one more. Another oh, more. Jesus. Another okay. more. Another more. <laughs> making up <laughs> terms. <laughs> making up terms. I have another comma more. Okay. <laughs> or dot 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 more. Yeah, more. Yeah. Is there? Uh, you know. Okay. So he, he talks a little bit about how things always come in fads, and everyone always jumps on these bandwagons. Yeah. And he's like, "What do you think of doing twenty-four hour fasts now?" In hindsight, are you still doing them? Do you want? Do you think people should be doing them? What do you think? I don't do them. Um, I know that for a while Dante had me doing like it wasn't a twenty-four. I think I was doing an eighteen once a week, just to help with the midsection and keeping it down. Um, but I'm so anti. Like I, I, I'm not excited by science. I'm excited by how I feel. And I never felt anything different right. other than I was hungry. So I just stopped doing that. I mean, I really do think that there's, and again, some of these things I could be dead fucking wrong, but a lot of times I think that we can break something down in the most simple terms and usually find the answer. Like I feel better when X and I just didn't see a change. So that's how I've always gauged <clears throat> when I bring something in with bodybuilding or take something away. Did it matter? What happened? Was there a change right. when that happened? And if there wasn't, don't do or not do whatever that thing was. How would you guys? Right. I, I like to, so I, I try to stay in a calorie deficit most days. You know what I mean? I kind of think like, you know, I'm trying to be lean, really ripped and lighter. And so I watch my morning weight. And, you know, if I eat like, let's say the weekend comes and I eat a lot of food and I wake up and I'm like 248 in the morning. I'm like, okay, you know, I put a few pounds on. I'm going to really like, I'm going to have a couple tight days here. Yeah. And I might purposely not eat breakfast till 11 a.m. <clears throat> some days. You know what I mean? I just drink my coffee in the morning and hydrate and do my work. And then I'll eat a little later. And I might do that a couple days in a row. And my morning weight's down to 243. And I'm like, okay, there we go. You know, back down where I wanted it. So I'm, I just sort of like, I don't purposely fast for any sort of number of hours, but I'll stretch things out. You know what I mean? Or it might be time for my last meal and I might think, uh, should I eat a meal um, or just have a protein shake and fiber and go to bed? And I'll, and I'll just kind of think of what my morning weight was and yeah, yeah, let's go down a little further and I'll just have protein and fiber and go to bed, you know, like, so I'm sort of always kind of regulating my morning weight by using like, you know, protein only meals and maybe delaying breakfast. And I just kind of do that stuff. And it's sort of like a little dance I do to keep things where I want them. Yeah. I don't think I ever needed a, a fast. I mean, there, I think there could be benefits. It depends on the person, but for myself, um, I'm the kind of person that if I were to slack, I would already be putting extra space between my meals. I'm somebody who tend, I think there's two kinds of people, people who tend to want to eat more and people who want to tend to eat less. And I would much rather eat less. And what I've noticed for myself is, as far as bodybuilding is concerned, if I can eat more consistently, more frequently, I get more hungry. If I don't eat in the morning, then my hunger doesn't happen. And and I, I don't really crave food. But if I do eat in the morning, then I'm more likely to be hungry more rapidly. And then that sets me up for the day. Um, but you know, there, there can be reasons for fast. I just don't, I don't need them myself at this point. Hmm. Okay. hundred. I'm the same on the appetite, Scott. Yeah. If I miss meals in the day. Fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can pretty much just not eat that day. Then I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Here's one for you. Is dirty food necessary in an off season if you truly want to be a big bodybuilder? I hate the word necessary. You know this. The answer is you need to be able to eat enough food to be in an excess consistently to put on weight. And many of you either don't have the discipline or the appetite to do that. And that's where the dirty food comes into play. Um, I still control my clients' dirty food. And the reason is I find that sometimes dirty food upsets digestion and not meaning you got to shit your pants or anything like that, but all of a sudden you ate a huge meal at two o'clock and I don't need to eat again until nine. Yeah. So now we've actually lost ground with what should have been this extra high calorie meal because it cost us two meals or two and a half meals. You know what I mean? Um, so necessary, no helpful, absolutely can be. Um, when I say helpful, I'm saying if you're stuck and you are pushing food, and you're not growing, this is where it comes time to like, you know, I've told this a million times, but Dante used to tell me, if you're not hungry, order chicken wings and watch a sporting event. You will eat the chicken wings. And it's a fact. Like I used to do it all the time. I would just, I would order 36 wings and this is back before they were $700 a piece. And I would just sit down and watch a game. And next thing I'd look down, I'd reach for one and there was none left. And I'm like, oh, I just ate 36 wings. Cool. And I wasn't hungry. You know, it's like chips. So I think it definitely is is a tool if used correctly. I too hate the word necessary, but I I do think that some bodybuilders are causing themselves an unnecessary amount of stress and worry and mental masturbation because they're so afraid that certain foods are quote unquote off limits or bad for their gains or something like that. Um, This is where I defer to like, you know, Lane Norton saying like, there is no such thing as a food that you shouldn't eat ever. You know what I mean? I agree like, with that, for sure. You know, like he he doesn't like that whole categorization of like, Oh, this is a, this is a clean food and this is a dirty food. He's like, it's all just, fats and carbs and proteins and he's very correct in that sense and people do get really fucking mentally worried about stuff and stressed about stuff like i know bodybuilders that that you know they'll go weeks and weeks and weeks where they 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 have nothing off their diet at all and it's off season and they're like but i'm perfect i'm perfect i don't eat that shit there's so much stress too that comes with that. And I just think of how much fun we used to have. That's another thing. Like I think of how much fun we all used to have, like the big crew from the gym, you know, on leg day or fucking after, after a big smash workout or something, or maybe on Saturday you meet all the boys and everyone goes out and fucking eats. And I just remember how much fun we used to have. And, and I just, I see guys now that are like afraid to go out for a meal. And I just think, I just don't get, why all the paranoia and, and fear. And I think that some guys are over managing their diet in the off season. And obviously we've had this discussion about some people need to, because they have other issues, but you know, I, I, I was one of those guys and I just wanted to have fun and eat and, and I'm, you know, 
I just thought I could just train as hard as possible so that I put that food to good work. It was almost like a bit of a motivator. Yeah. Like, oh, mm-hmm. we went out and fucking pigged out last night. We got to have a good one today. You know, like that sort of mentality. And obviously, you know, I'm not talking about eating yourself into being unnecessarily fat, but I just think, man, there's just, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good reasons for bodybuilders to go out and eat. It's one of our cultural things. And I just, like you said, you don't want clients to not have Thanksgiving dinner with their family. You know, like so there's people that'll just like, for no reason, there's people that won't have Thanksgiving dinner in the off season. Yeah. Yeah, it affects your relationships, you know. It affects not, relationships. It just makes you no fun to be around. You're just not yeah. fun to be around, you know. I think I think what's interesting though, and first off, I'm gonna say I I agree a hundred percent with that. And for most of my career, I did that. But I also will say that the greatest improvements I made in my career. Granted, this is earlier in my career, but not when I was like just fresh on gear or anything was the first year I worked with Chris Aceto and I literally didn't eat off the diet until I asked him if I could one day. And we're talking like seven months. And I asked him because we're getting close to prep. I said, hey, would you mind if I took my wife out to dinner um, before we start prep? And he was like, what? And I was like, if I could have a cheat meal. And he's like, you haven't had any cheat meals? And I said, no. And he was like, oh. Sure, go ahead, but do me a favor. Keep track of what you eat, and I want pictures tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and I went off the hinges like, like it was post-show, you know. And the only thing that changed was after he got the pictures, he was like, okay, we're going to start implementing those meals. And I was like, well, please don't make me eat that much food again because, fuck, that sucked. Um, but <laughs> but that from that point on, we did start implementing a weekly meal. Uh, and I think some of that was him helping me eat something that was off the plan. Yeah. But, you know, I still, it's one of those things I've always wrestled with a little bit though, because I had, I had that little argument. It's like, do I think it makes you better to be perfect year round? No. But were my best gains ever when I was perfect? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> it was a tricky spot, but I think it was, you know, again, and the reason, and my clients all have cheat meals weekly some of them two some of them three you know so it's it's not that i'm on that board but it is just one of those things you wrestle with a little bit mentally because i was like i think it was more because i was so focused on every aspect yeah and that just happened to be the most that was the thing that i could notice that didn't change because again if it were just that i was disciplined i would have done it my entire career and i never did it again i i think (laughs) i think part of it is that that um ability to enjoy yourself for a meal but not do so much damage that you're not hungry for the next two meals, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. like where you're, or you're like sort of that sort of stuff. So like I would always get my six meals in. I think back to when I was bodybuilding and I might go out and eat with my friends whenever I wanted, but I always got six meals. It was none of that like, oh, I had a big meal and then wouldn't eat for six hours and go to bed. I never did that. Yeah, and I right. think that that's part of what happens when people – like get really liberal with their going off their diet all the time is they wind up just losing structure and efficiency with their diet. So that has to stay intact. Um, Good point. And so that's part of that, you know, people get too relaxed and now they're not actually getting the consistency they require because consistency trumps everything. True. So that's kind of a, a big part for that, I think. So I would say dirty food is, I mean, fuck, I don't know. 
I don't think you can be a 300 pound. This obviously some people don't want to be a 300 pound bodybuilder, but I don't think you can ever be a 300 pound bodybuilder. If you don't love to eat certain foods, like you gotta, there's gotta be, I mean, eating was hard for me because I didn't have a giant appetite, but I also, there's a lot of food I enjoyed eating, you know, a lot of those meals <laughs> were fun. So you got to kind of love that, you know, and not mind feeling too. like, Oh, I'm so full. Like, yeah, you're going to yeah. be full a lot when you're 300 pounds. Like, you know, welcome to the club, you know. I fucking hated eating my entire career. That was like the greatest part of being done competitive bodybuilding yes. was eating three or four meals a day. Like the, the greatest great, thing. The greatest yeah. part. I'm like, there's somebody like, when's the last time you ate? I'm like, I don't know. A while ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and then some days you're hungry. I, I, the other day I ate like five times one day. And I was like, it's weird. My third meal yesterday, my third meal was at 8 p.m. And I trained. I got up, ate, trained. A couple, like two hours went by, ate another meal. Four or five hours went by, ate my third meal. So like a little bit of that. But, you know, I still get my four or five meals in. I'm all good. Okay. Okay. One more thing before we go. We're getting, uh, yes. we're getting ready to go here. How are we feeling about the Olympia? I'm excited. I'm feeling excited about the trip. I'm not even talking about the show. No, um, I'm actually amped because Scott and I were talking about it before the show started. It sold out. Yeah. Which yeah. I was nervous that the show might be slow because of when it was taking place. So I'm super amped on that part. And I've actually had a lot of people tell me they're coming to the expo, which cool. is exciting as well. Now, as far as the reason you were asking the question, I'm amped because I think here, here's what excites me this year. I really don't know who's going to win. Like, I do not believe because of the way Rami's come in and stuff. I don't know for sure he's going to come in and mop. If he does, great. But you guys all, I'm sure you guys saw the picture I sent you today of uh, the video of know, Hottie. Hottie, I mean, yikes. So, and that's like I've been 20 getting, guys I can think of that give me yikes. There's a bunch <laughs> of yikes. It's crazy. Also, those, pit, those pictures of Brandau. He oh. just looks fucking awesome, you know. Like Raphael, he's just an amazing bodybuilder. Um, I, uh, I, I have a feeling. Like I know we've talked about the Olympia. We had our episode a little while ago, but I'm just got this feeling that the, that I, I'm that the top three. I think the top three might. I think Nick Walker's in there. I think this. Yeah. I, I just. I don't I know. I've been watching him huh? train. There's just so much muscle mass on him. Mm -hmm. I'm just, um, I, I think that Nick Walker is going to be the guy who moves up the most. I could see it happen. I think. I could see it I happen. I think Nick Walker will move up the most. I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm not saying uh, exactly where he's going to land, but I see him moving up the most. Look at how and, much room he has to progress. Like he was a brand new pro and he just yeah. took off. I mean, it, yeah. he, you know, he, he had, it's not like he had been slowly climbing the ranks of the pros. He just literally started toward the top end, still not at his best because he's young and progressing, you know? So yeah, I can see it. I don't know. Just got a feeling, but that I, I, I can't get over. I was having this discussion with someone the other day. I can't get over how brutal this top group is going to be. Yeah, it really is. Like it's going to be one of the worst like one of the most like competitive collision of muscle that we've seen in a while. Like my, my buddy Braden in his gym, he's got that classic photo 
of the first call out from the 09 Olympia stepping off the riser yep. towards the front line. Yeah. And yep. the first call out of that Olympia was Dexter, Roden, Kai, Jay, Phil, Phil, and was it Victor? I can't remember who the other one is. It was like it was crazy. Bonkers. Bonkers. And you just think like, man, it's been a while. Like the show is always competitive, obviously, but, but it's, it's, it's been a while since it was that sort of crazy of a lineup where you got like, you know, all those guys, was it maybe branch? I can't remember who was in branch. The top. Yes. Branch. Yes. I'm just pulling it up here. Yeah. Branch. Branch on the end. Ima- so imagine just, this, Ron, is imagine, because we all know this, the head judge <laughs> puts guys in the positions that he has them in. So within reason, the judging is pretty close. You know what I mean? As far as first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Imagine if they had to judge them and and individually, like impossible, obviously, but if every judge judged them fresh and put them where they wanted them, how many guys have this guy in fourth, another guy has them in first? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because so you do have some guidance. Whoever's doing the callouts is, you know, when they put somebody two guys in the middle, those are their top two. You know what I mean? So yeah. in your head, you're not taking a guy from the far left and going, "I have him winning." Right. That's why the scorecards are never way the fuck off. But I feel this show is tight enough that if that wasn't the way it worked, you might see, you know, I got a guy in fourth and Ron has him winning. Yeah, you know, you just don't yeah. know because that top. I mean. You just said, like, uh, Raphael, like, and my immediate, re- re- like, knee jerk was, and he won't be in the top six. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, in my head, I'm like, can't be. Won't happen. Now, could be proven wrong, but think of the guys that have to fall for him to do that. I mean, even the top 10 is impossible. You know, think about this top six, this, this top six I mentioned. Yeah. All six of them won Arnold's. Huh. Classics, like the real Arnold, the Ohio (laughs) Arnold. All six of them won the Ohio Arnold, like the classic, you know? Mm -hmm. And you think, Jesus, fuck. Like, that's a hell of a top six. And then you think of this year's top six, and it's, I mean, this year's top six, I mean, you know, there's multiple Mr. Olympia winners. I was going to say, you have multiple (laughs) Olympia winners right there. (laughs) By the way, I messaged uh, Brandon the other day. I was talking to him, and and I told him that the three of us were all wishing him luck and that we would like to see him succeed at reclaiming the crown. And he said, thank you guys very much. So I wanted to pass that on to you. He's an awesome dude, and uh, I would love to see Brandon win win another Olympia. That would be – I mean, who doesn't love that? Yeah. You know? It'd be a cool story. A really cool story, you know? So, okay. It's exciting times, guys. (laughs) Exciting times. Remember, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Good job. Dusty Dusty should be a drummer. Dusty's got that hang. He's got the timing down. Make your way Timing. Yeah, yeah. That little backbeat. I like it. And remember, (laughs) IamMutant.com. Dusty 20, Big Ron 20. Thanks, Scott, for all your hard work. Remember the Patreon. Click the Patreon link. Send five bucks Scott's way. And uh, and make it a monthly subscription. 
Yes, I would appreciate five bucks it. a month. There I we appreciate go. everybody who's go. helping out with Patreon. You guys yeah, are freaking yeah. awesome. Let's, let's get you. that going. Got to make this worth Scott's while. Dusty and I get away with fucking murder. Okay. <laughs> All the time. You know? Okay. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Remember, it's just bodybuilding. <laughs>